Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called Deception. Here we go. These tears I shed on a rainy night because you've hurt me more than twice. You told me things that made me blush as you became my only crush. I've always enjoyed your company and it was with you that I'd rather be. With everything that we've been through, please tell me why you won't give me the truth. You look me in my eyes, then lie. You've even got your alibis. What did I ever do to you to warrant such blatant abuse? I always stayed honest and true. I couldn't bear to lie to you, but you lied to me so easily. You often practiced to deceive me. Why did the good folks always choose the bad, then claim that the relationship is the best they've had? This must be the lie that I told myself, believing that you were great for me as you took me through pure hell. So I hope that y'all are having the most amazing evening, afternoon, morning, whenever it is that you hear this episode. I actually kind of chuckled at the end. So, yeah. (laughs) And the reason why I chuckle is because in a lot of ways, that was truly my reality is that I would enter into these relationships and on the outside, everything looked grand. But behind closed doors, I was going through pure hell. And I'm so glad that that season of my life is over. So what I wanted to talk about on today, excuse me, is that not every man or woman is a cheater. And the reason why I wanted to really discuss this is simply because if you are a person that has gone through pure hell in your past relationships, there is a lot of having to remove those bad memories, go through the process of getting some of that stuff out of you so that you are not looking at the next person like they're going to do you like the one before. And so in the process of learning how you should be treated, knowing how you should be treated, looking for someone who is going to treat you that way, it requires, first of all, great examples. Um, People that have been successful in monogamous relationships Um, for you to if you got to glean from their wisdom if you got to ask them questions even if you ask them questions like um, how did you know that this person was the one why have you remained faithful out of you know um, throughout the years these are questions that people just don't want to ask but I feel like they should they should ask um, if you're comfortable with asking them what did it what is it about your relationship that keeps you in the in the fight 
day after day after day after day. Because there are some people that truly have a desire to be with their spouse till death do them part. <coughs> Excuse me. And those people are the people that I love to gain wisdom from and that I love to seek knowledge from. Um, because longevity is one of my goals when I enter into my union, Lord willing. And so asking those questions, you get to learn what to do and what not to do. So in terms of the perspective of that, not every man or woman cheats, there are a lot of men who have made up in their minds when they were younger or let's say, okay, I'm gonna give you two different scenarios. Some men have made up in their mind when they were younger that they only wanted to be the partner to one person. Maybe they saw an example that was set before them that caused them to believe that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that's not the road that I want to take. I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to mirror what I'm seeing right now. Maybe there was someone in their life that every time they looked up, there was a different woman on his arm. And this particular young man made up in his mind, I don't want to be that person. Like, I want to commit myself to one woman. And that became something that he aspired to do, something he set out to do, something that he has honored throughout the course of his days because he did not want to be like X, Y, and Z. The other example is maybe because this particular individual used to be that person. (laughs) used to be the player, used to be the one that was tricking, used to be the one that was running and playing games. And he saw how it devastated the people that he told that he cared about. And I know I'm saying he, but this actually applies to him or her. So, you know, it could be a male or a female, but right now I'm just saying him because it's just easier that way sometimes. But by him seeing that, And by him feeling what that felt like and putting it from a perspective of this could be my sister, this could be my daughter, this could be my mother, this could be my grandmother. He made up in his mind, (coughs) excuse me, that this is something that he did not want to continue doing and that it was causing more harm than fun. And that too many people were being impacted by his careless decisions, by his selfish decisions. So he decided, that is not the path I want to go down anymore. And I'm just not going to go down that path anymore. And so then he chose the path of monogamy. Just because an individual, either way they start, But just because in this particular way, if he starts off or she starts off being careless and not really caring about other people's feelings and playing the field, however, however, sometimes a lot of people play the field because they've been wounded, they've been hurt, they don't know how to deal with it. And maybe they try being monogamous and then that person that they were faithful to cheated on them. So now they feel some type of way and they act out. And by their acting out, now they want multiple partners because they just want to numb the pain. There's many reasons why people do what they do. 
But if you run into, if you come across an individual who is like, I'm sorry, that's just not in my DNA. I'm not trying to go down that path. I don't want to go down that path. Not only that, there are some people that have discovered Maybe they tried the whole, I'm going to have more than one person that I'm talking to at the same time. And then they realized, uh, the way I'm set up, I don't have the capacity to do that. It just takes way too much energy, energy that I'm not willing to exert for myself or anybody else. I'd just rather just be with one person because it's just easier for me. First of all, um, I'll be able to stick to that name and not have to remind myself what the other person. It's just too much required. There's too many moving parts. I think I just want to stick with one because it's just so much easier. There's that person too. So there's a lot of different scenarios of what could cause you to be faithful if you never once were. Um, But at the same time, Just because you are someone who has encountered bad experiences with cheaters, maybe they gave you the illusion that they were faithful. And then you discover later on that that was the furthest thing from the truth. Maybe you're like a undercover private investigator. (laughs) And so in your spare time, you discover, huh? You know, it's funny because some people will say, well, if you look for it long enough, you'll find it. Well, if I look for it long enough and if you ain't doing it, I won't find it, right? That's the way I look at it. But if that has been your experience, you can still end up with someone who has a like mind, who believes in monogamy, who believes in being faithful, who believes in communicating, who believes in speaking the truth in love, you can experience that. If that is something that you truly, truly want is for your feelings to be reciprocated, you truly can experience that. You know, we've heard it. Why is it that we got to kiss so many frogs before we meet our prince? Maybe because we've been anxious and weren't willing to wait for our prince to arrive, ladies. Maybe that's the reason why we weren't picking the right type of guy. Is because we were so anxious to be in a relationship that we didn't do our due diligence to really make sure that this person was on the up and up. Remember, the representative tends to show up most of the time. And so you may get that perfect illusion of love. Hence the book I wrote. (laughs) You may get that perfect illusion of love in terms of, okay, all right. He's saying everything I need him to say. He's doing everything I need him to do. Girl, he's the one. Then later on, you find out he's been saying and doing the same thing to five other different women. Practically at the same time. So I'm going to talk about this. I've never talked about this. I'm about to make it public. Okay. I'm going to be very transparent. So I was in a relationship. I'm not going to say too much about this because y'all be able to pick out who it is just that quick for those of you that know me. (laughs) 
But I was in a relationship and the relationship that I was in, this individual and I lived together for a, about a few months. Um, I was with child, with his child. And um, he would always say, I got to go. So when we first met, he had already set it up. Let me just start there. So when we first met, he had already set it up or he was setting it up. So he told me that he had health issues that required him to go out of the state in order for him to get treatment. And there would be times when he would go out of the state that he may be gone for two to three weeks. He said this in the very beginning because I did not have anything to base his statements off of because we were getting to know each other. I opted to trust what he was telling me. So as time went on, we grew together and eventually started living together. And as we were living together, he would always carry his briefcase. And on those weeks where he was gone, he would leave it behind. And the whole course of our dating, I never really paid attention to it. And then once I got pregnant, um, I still didn't pay attention to it. Not until one particular day. Hmm. Wow. Thank you, God, for deliverance and breakthroughs, because I can talk about this without feeling any type of way. That's how I know I've grown. That was just a side note. So on this particular day, I was around nine months pregnant and (laughs) a real dear friend of mine, she calls me. She said, what are you doing? I said, girl, I'm just sitting here, just chilling. I'm not doing nothing. Let's go to the movies. I said, okay. So we go to the movies and I had been living with this individual for so long that I knew what he looked like, whether I was walking behind him, walking beside him or walking in front of him. So I look up, mind you, I'm nine months pregnant with his child and we're living together. I look up as me and my friend, she and I were walking to the car and I see the back of his head. And when I see the back of his head, I'm like, That's, we're going to call him X. So I was like, that's X. And she was like, no, it's not. Because the representative had caused both she and I to believe that he was monogamous, right? So I said, no, that's him. She said, no, it's not. Because this individual was holding another woman's hand walking out of the movie theater into the parking lot. And I yelled out his name to prove to my friend that that was him. And of course, he turned around. I was like, X. 
and his head turned around and her head turned around too. Me and my big old belly. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you doing? Because remember, he had health issues. And whenever he would have to take a trip, it may take two or three weeks before he returns. Right? That was his story and he was sticking to it. So I was like, he hurried up, got in the car with this lady that he was with. And I told my homegirl, let's go follow him. Yes, I did. So we followed him. Eventually, you know, we let it go. But I wanted him to know, oh, I see you, see you. So the briefcase, when I get back to my house now, I'm curious because I literally have just caught you willy nilly doing something totally different than what you had just said, Mr. X. So I go, it's in my house and I go and open up the briefcase. Lo and behold, I see things that I wish I had not seen. But everything happens for a reason, right? So I see phone numbers and I call them. No, fast. No, that's not happen. That's not what happened. This was even after that took place. I that's what it was. Let me recant some of that. So even after that took place, I did end up putting him out. But how I had what I did, I did not give him the briefcase. So I threw all of his stuff out on the balcony and I kept the briefcase. I threw all his clothes out pretty much, sent him a message, told him, come get your clothes. You know, we're not playing this. Yeah, I was very, very immature. You know, this is back in the day. But anyway, so. um, Yeah, he ended up getting his clothes, but of course he was not happy of how I put him out. And so there were some threats. There were some words said, there were some threats made. Um, And at the time, the place that I was working, the manager was looking out for me. So I had called him and told him about the threats. He knew I was fully pregnant. So him and his fiance, they also live together. Um, They're married now, but um, him and his fiance at the time, it was like, 12 o'clock at night or whatever. Um, I called him, told him what had happened, that there were some threats, you know. And so he was like, you're pregnant. You're really, really due any day now. Yeah, we're going to put you in a hotel for the night. So that way you can have a peace of mind. And so him and his fiance put me in a hotel um, so I could have a peace of mind. And um, I held on to that briefcase. I held on to that briefcase until after I gave birth to our child. And because he was not present um, during the delivery and all of that, after I made it home, I decided to go through the briefcase. And when I went through the briefcase, I found a whole bunch of numbers. So there were two. I didn't call every number. I just called two. And I'm glad I just called two because had I called every number, it would have been too much for me to handle. But I called those two numbers. And one of the numbers was the mother of his other child. The other number was his current girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. You heard right. 
And this current girlfriend was not the woman that I saw at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You heard right again. So by the time I made these calls, because I'm now have had my child and I am trying to connect the dots. So we all, after conversing with both of them, we make a decision to meet up and to exchange stories. Come to find out, all of us were going to the same church. (laughs) And he had a similar story that he was sharing with each individual person. So he had created a world of his own where he could live various lives. And each woman was under the illusion that she was the only one. But the way that he had orchestrated everything, he had figured out a way to maneuver himself to be in more than one place. And had convinced us that we were his true boo. And all of us had in common that he had talked about marriage. But he went to church. He was a believer. But he was still playing these mind games. Now I'm not saying that there's a connection there. I'm just saying that he used that platform to do his dirt. And fast forward, now he appears to be happily married. We had all went out to eat one time. And <laughs> when, he, when his spouse made a comment about a trip that he took, I had to watch my body language. <laughs> to literally pay attention to my body language because it took me all the way back to when I when I once knew him (laughs) and I was just like Lord I hope and I pray that he is still not up to those same shenanigans where she is under the impression that because she has the ring on her finger that he is being a hundred percent faithful And I hope that when he's taking these trips, that he really is not doing extramarital things. But where would I, why would I even have those thoughts? Because of my experience with that individual. Because I know firsthand what your taking trips looks like. I know the backdrop. I know that you weren't faithful. I know that you were a cheater. Now, can you change? Absolutely. But have you? Only God knows. Excuse me. So, going through that, it would be easy for me to not trust anyone. 
that's just one experience. I have plenty. But that particular one would be reason enough for me to be like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you when you say, oh, I'm about to go to such and such and such. Yeah, I hear you. It would be easier for me to just let that tape like play over and over and over again in my mind. Truth of the matter is, I literally just remembered that. So remember when I was talking on a few episodes of how sometimes things don't, they'll just lie dormant in you. And then it's a certain situation that may arise. And then you are like, oh, I didn't even know that that was, I didn't even know that that was still there. So ironically, as I read the poem, that memory was unlocked. And I was able to share my truth. And I'm grateful that I can talk about it now without the emotional attachment that came with it when it initially happened. That lets me know that I have healed in that area. But it also brings something else to the surface. And what I mean by that is that it helps me to understand Because sometimes we may wonder why we move the way we move, why we respond the way we respond. Sometimes the reason why we do those things is simply because we've forgotten about the trauma that has lied dormant within us. We've forgotten about it because we're not constantly being reminded, right? So sometimes we just forget, like, this really happened to me. Whoa, I survived that? Hmm. I'm grateful. Not only am I grateful that I survived that, but I'm grateful that I can talk about it and don't feel any type of way. Wow. Growth. Healing. But even in my knowing what I've been through, There's always been a part of me that has been hopeful. Hopeful for the opposite. So, yes, I have dealt with cheaters. Yes, I have even cheated. What? 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 Yes, I've been guilty too. That's why this is for men and women, okay? I've been there. But what I recognize is that that was never my character. I was literally doing what I saw other people do. And I realized that ain't for me. I am a one man woman. So I literally had to just debunk that stinking thinking, cancel that stinking thinking and just walk away from that type of lifestyle. And it wasn't a long term thing. It was you know, it was like a, let me see if I could do this. And yeah, that, and I can't, <laughs> I mean, I could, I'm capable of it, but I don't want to at all. So, um, yeah. And what I realized is that one of the reasons why is cause that's just not who I am. Like I, I really do love giving all my attention to one individual. Um, it's easier for me, way easier for me. It's less confusion, less heartache. Yeah, I like that. I like that feeling. 
I don't like the looking over my shoulder. Let me go on and do this real quick. And No, I don't like that feeling. I don't like that sneaky feeling. Some people, they get a thrill out of that. I'm just not her. Um, some people really do get a thrill out of the whole sneaky thing. I just cannot, I cannot do it. But, and I'm talking about in this season of my life, I'm not, I've done it. Yes, I have, I've been that person that, you know, has talked to this individual and then been with that individual. But it just, it just was not, it didn't suit me. That's the best way for me to put it. It didn't suit me. So I'm not speaking from, I'm not speaking from an observation. I'm speaking from true life experience. But I've also seen when a man can change. So I've seen, I have a real good friend. Um, He used to be, oh, Jesus he used to be the player from the Himalayas. <laughs> and now he is about to get married. And he is with one woman. And when I have had conversations with him, I could.